Speak to us now, O Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. For this is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, God, but your word will forever last. Lord, we are ready for your word. Father, we pray now that everything that we do and everything that we say, that it will be pleasing in your sight and that you will be glorified through it all. Encourage somebody, inspire somebody, challenge us to move beyond our present state so that we can continue making progress to be all that you have called us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Other than Christmas, more money will be spent on gifts and gestures of kindness than any other day in the year. Now, if you haven't got your Mother's Day gift yet and you still need to purchase one, it's not too late, but you better move in a hurry right after service. Let me give you five top categories for Mother's Day gifts. Uh, number one, flowers. That's old, reliable, standby. So much so, so that florists know they can jack up the prices of flowers two to three to four times because they know you're going to buy them because mothers love flowers. Number two, jewelry. Birthstone jewelry. Rings, necklaces, earrings, bracelets, uh, all of those things are part of Mother's Day gifts. Uh, number three, home gifts. Uh, pictures, paintings, photo frames. Uh, the other one that I love that I came across, appliances. Now, I used to think appliances, you know, that's, that's a stretch, like, happy Mother's Day. Here's a new washer and dryer. Happy Mother's Day. Here's a dishwasher. But then I thought about it. If she's washing the dishes, might not be a bad idea to get a new dishwasher. You know what I mean? Uh, number four, pampering gifts. Uh, massage, pedicure, manicure, day spa, uh, perfume set. And if you don't know what to get, just give her a gift card. And when she comes back and says, how does this smell? All of the men, you already know the right answer to give, right? It smells wonderful, amazing, wow. Number five, personal gifts. Uh, personal gifts are things like clothing, uh, maybe a purse uh, or something like that, right? Now, here's what's interesting. The Mother's Council and the Motherhood Project surveyed over 2,000 mothers who had children under the age of 18 and discovered that while they love being a mother, most mothers don't feel appreciated for what they do. Here's what's even sadder. Many mothers don't feel appreciated even after their children are grown. Now, we know those little bundles of heathenism... <clears throat> Right? They, they, I mean, you've got to teach children to appreciate their mothers, right? Because they're selfish, they, they cry, and they get things their way. And so you have to teach them. Somebody has to tell them. Dad has to tell them, or grandparent has to go buy the gift and wrap it and then say, hey, take this to mama and tell mama happy Mother's Day, 
right? Uh, but, but the truth of the matter is, you know, we, we have a lot of kids out there who are over the age of 18 who have never really stopped to say thank you, to thank their mothers. And so today I want to talk about the kind of gift to give to your mother. But, but here's what's interesting. I don't want to focus on one of those five areas that we talked about earlier. I want to focus on a biblical gift. And so today, for a few moments, I want to talk about the biblical gifts to give to your mother. The biblical gifts to give to your mother. Today, I'm not preaching on what it means to be an excellent wife or an excellent mother. I'm, I'm not talking about uh, what, what it means to, 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 to celebrate your mother. I, I want to talk about what to give to your mother. Watch this that will last beyond time and into eternity. You see, when you look at those five items, all of those things are going to perish. Flowers are going to die. Items are going to get old. Things are going to get worn out. But, But what's something that you can give to your mother that will bring joy to her for the rest of her life and carry her into glory? Here's the first thing. Number one, You are to give your mother honor and respect. Honor and respect. Look at what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. I want you to circle the word then. We live in a day and time when many... Children are uber critical of their parents. Now, part of it has resulted in a shift of parenting philosophies. Uh, We made a shift around my generation when we said, I'm not going to raise my children in that old school way. I'm going to talk to my children. I want to give them an opportunity to express themselves. I want to hear what their opinion, I want them to know their opinions are valuable. Now, for this generation, I need you to know you're not the first generation to have an opinion. Uh, I had opinions. My daddy had opinions. His mama had opinions. The difference today is you have what's called social media. And now you have the opportunity to share your opinion no matter how stupid the idea may be. And you will get two or three other people out of the billions of people who are on social media to like whatever idea you come up with. When I came up with a stupid idea, my grandparents would tell me, boy, that's the most stupid thing I ever heard in my life. Matter of fact, get out of here. Go outside and play. Stop looking in grown folk mouth and jumping in grown folk conversation. But now we live in an era where we feel like we have a right to criticize parents as children. And what we fail to understand is the criticism that children make of their parents is nothing but a revelation of their own immaturity, inexperience, and ignorance. In other words, all you're showing is what you don't know. Because nothing changes your perspective of parenting like having a child. 
Oh, you are an expert on parenting until you get one. And then when you get one, and then God forbid you get two. Oh, my God, and don't go for the trifecta and get three and find out all three of them who live under the same roof and eat out of the same pot and slide their feet under the same table have three distinct personalities that you can't explain. All you can do is endure and hope that one day they'll grow out of it, right? But, but we just have this different philosophy about parenting. Somebody uh, was telling me the story, uh, a young man who's living in the home with several adults, nine years old, was asked about taking out the trash. Now, you know, I, I grew up, I, and, and this is different, right? But I grew up, like, I didn't call grown folk by their first name. No, I don't care who, mm -mm, no, that's Miss or Mr. I don't call him by first name, right? And so, <laughs> y'all going to love this. Nine years old, uh, you need to take a trash out. This is the response of the nine-year-old. <laughs> Why don't you take it out? Yeah, right, right. I know what some of y'all thinking right then. I would have called a case. <laughs> right then. You would have called 911 on yourself. Listen, come on over here to this address because I'm about to whip this boy to that. Nine years old talking about, why don't you take it out? See, that's that new school parenting. Because when I grew up, I might have thought it, but I wouldn't have said it. Look at Leviticus 19.3. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father, and you must always observe my Sabbath day of rest. I am the Lord your God. That word respect means to revere, to honor, to give homage to. And basically, here's what the Lord is saying. You and I, we have a responsibility to honor and to positively communicate that honor to our parents. Now, here's what's interesting about this promise. And it shows up in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. Now, I want you to notice something. The promise is made to the child who obeys irrespective of the parent they have. In other words, you may think your mama's an alley cat and your daddy's a gutter dog. There are no qualifications put on mothers and fathers for you to do what God told you to do. God says, honor your mother and your father. Honor them. Honor them. Respect them. You don't have to agree, just show them respect. And the truth of the matter is, they know more than you think they know. You just haven't lived long enough to find that out yet. Look at number two. You are to listen to and consider your mother's instruction. You are to listen to and consider your mother's instruction. Verse 8 and 9, Proverbs chapter 1. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. 
What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Children go through cycles. The cycle is something like this. When they're little, their parents know everything. When they become teenagers, their parents know nothing. When they become adults, they realize how smart their parents actually were. The problem is now they have children who think they know nothing. Listen to me carefully. When God blesses you with parents who care enough to communicate, God says you should at least take it under advisement. Because here's the problem. There's a thing that goes along with being young, and it's called arrogance and ignorant of how ignorant you really are. Right? When you're young, you think you know everything, and your parents know nothing. Come on, you remember when you was growing up? Those of you who are my age, maybe a little younger, you remember when you was growing up, and when your parents or grandparents tried to tell you something, you're like, oh, I'm old folk. They don't know what they're talking about. The old stuff, right? Now you have become like those you once talked about, right? And you're talking to your children, and you're trying to impart some wisdom to your grandchildren, and they're like, oh, the old dude, he don't know what he's talking about. Yes, sir. <laughs> old lady don't know what she's talking about. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you may be listening, but you give it no consideration. And here's what you fail to realize. Most of us in here who are old enough, who can look back over our lives, I don't care what you have done in life, you could have avoided some of the trouble you ran into if you had just listened to somebody older than you. You have to say amen. I know I'm right about it. See, we think we know it all. And because we know it all, they don't know it all. So we're going to show them. We're going to prove. I'm going to prove to my mama. Even though she said, don't marry that fool, I'm going to prove to her that no, he ain't no fool. He's going to be a good man. All he needed was a good woman to love it out of him. And I'm going to get it out of I'm going to show them that, that he's a good. No, I'm going to show them that. No, I'm going to show them that I can be successful and not go to school and drop out. I don't have to go to college. I don't have to have a career like everybody who doesn't have one wants me to do. No, why would I do what they want me to do? Why can't I be as ignorant as the rest of the family? Why can't I just be like everybody else? You follow me? And God says as a child, Listen to the instruction and teaching of your mother and father. Even if you don't do it, at least have enough sense to listen and gather information as you go through life. Look at Proverbs 6.20. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Ephesians 6.1, let's read it together. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, and it is the right thing to do. See, with all the mistakes you have personally made in life based on your choices, most of us in here, if we were honest, would have to admit 
that life would have been so much better if we had made the decision to obey what we said. Because you know what children don't realize? The advice of parents has been gleaned through the school of hard knocks. <laughs> the advice of parents has been gleaned through your parents making their own share of mistakes. So they're trying to give you a warning to let you know that's not the best path for you to go. And what a tragedy. Most of us don't realize the great advice we were getting until after it's too late. And all we can do is come back and say, you know, you was right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. Here's the third thing. Number three, you are to live your life in a way that brings joy to your mother. Live your life in a way that brings your mother joy. Proverbs 10.1, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Now, I think one of the reasons, and I don't have time to, to delve into this verse uh, in, a, in, a, in a serious way, but, but let me just say this. I think one of the reasons that the writer of Proverbs says, a wise child brings joy to a father and a foolish child brings grief to a mother is because for most fathers, once they give you advice and you decide to do what you want to do, they pretty much done. Right? No, no, mama going to love you for real, like all the way to your hurts and pains. And, and she crying and daddy like, I told that boy. I don't know why you're crying. That's what he chose. And let me just throw this in because the Lord is putting this on my mind. All of the mothers in here, let me share this. You will come to a place in your child rearing where you will have a conflict philosophically in how your children are raised. A lot of times families think this is what comes when you have, for example, a blended family. And it's really not a blended family. It's any family. Men raise their children to live in the world, especially their boys. And women raise their children to live at home, especially their boys. Now, now daddy's girl, she can take all the time she needs to get herself together. Mama like, no, you better go on and get yourself up out of here and do it. But them boys, mama have them living in the house 40. 40. Still in the house. If there's not a man in that house to say, hey, 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 you better go get your own tribe, brother. You better find your own spot. Solomon says, you got to get wisdom and instruction from those who have come before you and live in a way to bring your mother, bring your father to a place of joy. Listen to me carefully. Buy your parents a new house. Buy them the car of their dreams. Take them on a trip around the world. 
But if you are a horrible person, none of that will matter. None of that will matter. They want you to live a life that will bring them joy in terms of the kind of person you are. No greater joy for a parent than to say, I'm proud of the man, of the woman you have become. And, and, and mothers and fathers, you need to say that to your children if that's how you feel. See, see we live, we live looking for those accolades. When, when, we, are, when we are children, we want our parents to be proud of us. When we become uh, adults and we have significant others, we want our significant others to be proud of us. I mean, wouldn't it be a great thing, man, if your husband or wife said, I'm, I'm just so happy that God blessed me to have you as my husband. Or God bless you. God bless me to have you as my wife. Right? Man, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm proud. And, and when you get older and your children are grown, you want your children to be proud of you. Like, man, I'm, I'm just blessed that you my dad, blessed that you my mother. Man, I thank God for you being in my life. That's a gift that can't be packaged, that can't be wrapped, that can't be bought. But it will outlast time and eternity. Here's the fourth thing. Number four, you ought to take care of. And provide for your mother when she is old. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 4. But if she has children or grandchildren. Their first responsibility is to show godliness at home. And repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. Paul is talking about widows indeed. And there were people who were coming to the church for relief. And Paul basically said, we got a problem here. Because these people who don't have husbands have children who don't understand what their responsibility is to care for their elderly parents. Widows indeed, biblically, were those widows who didn't have a husband, didn't have children, didn't have anybody who would be responsible for their care, not people who didn't have anybody who cared. The challenge was, how do you take care of your mother? How do you take care of your father? How do you take care of your grandparents? And here's the challenge that we have in the day and time that we live. We live in such a selfish, self-serving society that if anybody gets in the way of me living my best life that I'm going to do what I need to do to get them out of the way so I can do my thing. I don't want, I don't want mama inconveniencing me. I don't want grandmother inconveniencing me. Let, let's find a place to ship them, put them, do something to get them out, right? I don't want to take responsibility. And, and, and can, I, can I tell you a little secret? When you do that, whatever address you send them to, whatever home health care, wherever you position them, 
make sure they have an extra bed for you. Because what you are modeling is what will be practiced when you get old. You put them away, guess who's going to put you away? Wait a minute. You think them children that are watching you do that to your mom and daddy, not going to do it to their mom and daddy? You can tell what they believe by what they see. That's what they see. So what kind of example are you giving them? Um, I was in China, and one of the things I love to do is talk to people about culture and different practices. And so we were talking about family dynamics, and, and one of the gentlemen who was our, our guide, he said, well, we, we, have, we have a custom here that when you leave the home, it's the parent's responsibility to help you get your first home. Condo, whatever it is, it's the parent's responsibility to do that. that. That's when you are officially on your own. They help you get on your own. He says, but on the flip side, when your parents get old, it's not the government's responsibility to take care of them. It's your responsibility. And you give back out of what you have been blessed with. Notice what, what the writer says. This is good and acceptable before God. I want you to think about how significant this is. It, it's so significant that when Jesus was dying on the cross, reconciling fallen man to a loving God, he stops to see his mother who will be in need of care and says to us, in the midst of the most spiritual moment in the history of the world, mother, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. He stops dying long enough to say, take care of my mama. And there's nothing you're doing that should take priority or be bigger than reconciling the world to God. And if Jesus could take care of his mama, why can't you do the same thing? Look at Proverbs 28, 24. Anyone who steals from his father and mother and says, what's wrong with that? Is no better than a murderer. Now, I, I know some people, and I hope none of them are here in this church who behave this way, but, but I know some people who, who felt justified in taking advantage of their mother, taking advantage of their grandmother because of how they were treated or what they perceived to be their reality. Um, you know, for years we had child protective services. Now, in recent memory, we've had to create adult protective services, right, to protect adults sometimes from their own children. Shame on us. Shame on us. If, if we live in a way that we don't do what we can to obey God. See, I told you, when that passage says, honor your father and your mother, that your days would be long, then 
I had you circle that then. That, that, that then is conditional. Right? It's not dependent upon what the parents do. It's how you respond and what you do. The gifts that you are to give your mother cannot be packaged, cannot be gift wrapped, can't fit in a bag. But I believe those are the most precious gifts you can give to your mother this Mother's Day. And even if your mother's gone, I want to encourage you to live in that way so that even in glory, she can say, I'm proud of you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you for this day. And we pray now, God, that as your word has gone forth, uh, somebody would be encouraged to be the best that they can be as a person who is celebrating this Mother's Day. To thank you, Father, and to thank their mother. Uh, so many times, God, it's easy to be critical But we don't know what people were going through and the struggles that they were having, where, where a person was emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually. And, and many times, the people that we are most critical of did the best they could with what they had. God, help us today to thank God for our mothers and to thank you because even where our mothers fell short, you made up the difference. And God, we can give you praise in the midst of it all. We love you and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody who can, everybody who will, stand on your feet wherever you are.